Hello, welcome to History Tea Time Chat Live. I'm Philippa Lacey Brawl. And this week, I thought we would, although it's not history related really, but it's probably of interest to most of you, we're going to talk about the news, uh, well, what's in the news about Charles III and some of the odd speculation that I've seen uh, which has resulted from it. So please feel free, to, I can see people are already commenting uh, about it, but please feel free as we go along to, to do that. I am streaming live on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. Uh, not yet on streaming live on Rumble, but I am over there on Rumble uh, as British History. I will put the link in so you can come and follow me there. And then the more followers I have, the easier it will be to find me because I can get my own URL. Anyway, boring admin stuff. So um, thank you for being here with me today. And yeah, let's get into this. So Charles III, um, he's been king uh, for less than two years. And obviously this week we've had the worrying news that following um, following treatment for an enlarged prostate, that uh, another issue was identified. That issue has been confirmed as cancer, although we haven't had confirmation as to what type of cancer or the severity of the cancer and that means that um I don't know if that is because they're trying to manage the speculation uh once it's known what sort of cancer then perhaps the speculation would be all around what is known about that particular cancer so I can kind of understand why they're not yet confirming anything else um and the king has gone to Sandringham he went yesterday afternoon and is receiving treatment uh at, at home there so this isn't he's not hospitalized he is um he is in his home at Sandringham and uh and yes and not undertaking any royal duties for now um, this is, of course, on the back of uh, his 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 uh, treatment for the enlarged prostate, but also Catherine Middleton, the Princess of Wales, Prince William's wife, of course, is also off ro royal duties at the moment following abdominal surgery, um, which, again, we haven't had the details of, but um, sounds like it was um, uh, serious. And is obviously keeping her off duties, and she's an incredibly hardworking woman. And so, um, we know that if there's a reason, if she, she's off, then there is most certainly a reason to be off. Um, so we'll we'll get into this in, a, in a, a little bit more in a moment. But I do first of all want to say thank you to Linda, who's become a patron this week. Um, so just before we get into this, just a little heads up because I've been sent a book this week. We will get into Charles in a minute. But I've been sent this book. Let me show you this because this is exciting because it's not on, it's not up for sale at the moment. It's Nicola Tallis's new book on Elizabeth, young Elizabeth, prisoner, pri uh, excuse me, princess, prisoner, queen. And it looks at her life in the run up to becoming queen. Um, this book isn't out until the end of February in the UK. I'm not sure when it's out at the, in the rest of the world, but I am interviewing Nicola next week and if you're a patron then um, I've already asked uh, people to submit their questions for Nicola about the young Elizabeth 
And um, if you would like to do so yourself, um, if you're a member of Patreon, obviously you just need to go along to patreon.com forward slash British history. If you're not yet a member, but you'd like to put forward a question for Nicola, then follow the same link and you can join. It's five pounds a month. And there's there's lots of stuff in there, including articles, extended historian interviews, chance to ask your own questions and book club, of course. Um the next book in our book club is The Palace, which is sat behind me here, uh, Gareth Russell's The Palace. So we are meeting uh, um, in March, I'm trying to think of the date now, and I can't remember off the top of my head. We will be meeting on um, the 10th of March to discuss The Palace by Gareth Russell. So if you want all that, then uh, then please pop along to patreon.com forward slash British history. Right, let's get back to speaking about Charles then. Um, so, yeah, please feel free to comment. I will try and watch all of the comments. I might miss some on Instagram, I'm afraid. Uh, oh, um, in fact, I might have just lost Instagram totally. Um, so, um, so Charles, as I say, he's he's. Um, we've been told he's got cancer. We don't know what sort. Uh, we don't know what stage. We do know he's getting treatment at home. And there is, Prince William is back to work today. He's been off following his wife, Kate Middleton, Catherine Middleton. Uh, Catherine, the Princess of Wales, I suppose I should, I should be saying. Off, um, She's obviously off after surgery, abdominal surgery. And no, it has not been confirmed as far as I know that... Uh, uh, what what her surgery was um i think we can probably well maybe we shouldn't guess and i certainly wouldn't speculate on air what the surgery was but it's clearly something that is going to take her a little while to recover from but william is back to work today and now um it is left to the remaining working royals to cover uh the kings uh the king and queen presumably um uh, their royal duties and I know William is uh, is doing uh, one of those things uh, today uh, uh, one of those things doing a, uh, a ceremony at Buckingham Palace um I think I, I I've so I've heard lots of speculation feel free to stick in the comments if you've heard what something that you want me to uh um to go into but um it's ranged from I've seen I've seen articles saying well, who's next in line as if it throws open this idea of someone like oh who's going to take over next like as if it's not uh, already sorted so we can um uh we can discuss that obviously uh we know Harry has been back over had met her had saw his father for uh, uh Clarence house for around about half an hour before the king went off to Sandringham. Uh, and so that's got all the tongues wagging about whether there's a reconciliation there or or what, what's going to happen there. So we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, it does appear that Harry came over immediately on hearing the news of his father's condition. Um We'll also see whether he meets with his brother or not, William, while he's over here. Um, it's it's there is obviously divide within the family. Um, 
so so there's there's that now obviously the line of succession is clear it's clear it's not going to be a choice uh it never was going to be um when the queen was still alive people um uh were speculating that perhaps when the queen died she would pass the throne directly on to william now i don't know if this is uh, a rem- um a I don't know if this comes from the culture of Pop Idol and all these reality TV shows where we get to vote people in and out, but there was never, this was never going to be anything other than the crown passes to the Prince of Wales. And that will be the case uh, as and when that becomes relevant. What we haven't had with, what we didn't have with the Queen and what people are speculating could happen with Charles is if he really is too poorly to, uh, for a long time and to continue with public duties, that he could abdicate. The last abdication we had was Edward VIII. And that, of course, was um, because he uh, he wanted to marry Wallace Simpson. And that led, of course, to the Queen Queen Elizabeth II's father becoming King George VI and set off that line, uh, which we still have with Elizabeth and to Charles uh, and in the future to William and to George. Um, I think, uh, so uh, um, let me see what people are saying. Uh, Yeah, Um, I think it's great that people, that they're being more open in terms of bringing some awareness for conditions they're dealing with. Yes, so we've sort of got a bit of a um, uh, we've got a bit of a, a sort of it feels like we're a bit we're in the middle really. We know a little bit, but we don't know the full amount. Sorry, Amanda just said, "What about a regency?" Uh, actually, sorry, that's where I was going with that. Um, yes, so uh, excuse me, I don't think he'll abdicate. I think, um, but there, there is obviously the option of. Um, of stepping back and having um, a, a regency, well, he could abdicate. That's an option, um, but but like Manders suggested, there a regency is also um, a possibility. What it's highlighted, which is um, interesting, is how many working royals there are, or how few working royals there are. And I thought it. I'm going to tell you who the working royals are because some of them I wasn't even really too much aware of their work and who they are. Um, Melissa says, I hope the king recovers fully and goes into remission. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, we Yes, absolutely. We all do. What ha- I mean, the, the, the king is 75. He's the eldest heir to gain the crown ever in history. Um, because the Queen had got to 96 and um, Charles had been Prince of Wales since the age of four. So for 71 years, he's, well, the, the, the heir to the throne anyway. His mother became Queen when he was four. He was um, uh, obviously became Prince of Wales in, in uh, officially a little bit later. Um, but yeah, he's the oldest cron- uh, monarch to have been um, uh, to have been crowned. And in the, with the queen reigning for um for that long and dying at 96 she i mean she's the longest reigning monarch ever 
um follow so she she i've written this down because i thought you might be interested so our queen elizabeth reigned for 70 years and 214 days so very nearly 71 years and the next was queen victoria she reigned for um over 63 years followed by george iii who reigned for 59 james vi of scotland so his scottish reigns uh 57 years and henry iii 56 years um which means that we're used to in this country and any any country that sort of is affiliated with with Britain, um, the stability of having, well, uh, specifically actually of having Elizabeth II, the stability of having a monarch and her husband, of course, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. He was ninety nine when he died um, in twenty. Did I in twenty twenty? Certainly the funeral was a restricted funeral uh, with the pandemic going on. But we also, so it's not just the Queen we were used to and Prince Philip, but uh, the Queen's mother lived to 101. Um, And so there's longevity in that family, at least in the uh, older generation. Um, and um, sorry, Melissa. Yes, I mean in uh, in Britain. Yes, Louis Louis the Fourteenth, seventy two years. But yeah, French, not not one of us. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Edward the Third was fifty years, and the next one was Elizabeth I at forty four years. There you go. I did write a few more down as well. Um, but it gives us the impression of this longevity, and it's quite a shock, therefore, that less than two years into a reign, we could be looking at a change again in some way, shape, or form. And um, we obviously really hope that we don't have to see one very soon at all. And with the longevity of his parents and his grandparents, his both his maternal grandmothers um, lived long uh, lives 101 like I say for Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother uh, Prince Philip's mother lived to 84 and sort of just expect expect them all too to live that long and it and we really really hope that uh, that he makes a full recovery and that returns to duties and we, we have him as our king for a very long time to come um like I say so William is back on duty but I thought you might be might find this interesting to talk about the the uh, well the 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 working royals there are uh, as far as I can tell from the website 10 working royals and that was something um, that the royal family did very purpose purposefully is slimmed down they did not want to give the impression that you have um, a, a, a huge royal family all taking uh, sort of money out of the public purse. And so actually, a lot of the Queen's grandchildren are independent in terms of their income from the um, from the uh, from the royal family. They don't have they're not working royals, so they don't have working royal duties either in that case. So the ten working royals, are the king and queen, of course, who are currently going to be out of action. I don't know if the queen is going to be taking undertaking anything. Uh, William, who is uh, Prince of Wales, who I say uh, went back to duties today. Catherine, the Princess of Wales, who is currently um, recovering after abdominal surgery. Um, Anne, Princess Anne, 
I mean, she's amazing. <laughs> I love Princess Anne. Princess Anne is probably the hardest working royal um, ever. And I say that because so many people have seen her and yet you hardly hear about her doing stuff. She's just boom, 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 boom. She's all right. She is 73 years old. Um, then you've got Edward and Sophie, the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh. Edward's 59. They're still on duty. They're still doing royal duties. Um, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Gloucester and Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Gloucester, um, are in their late 70s. They're still doing duties. And Princess Alexandra, who is 87 and still doing duties. So that is the that's the list of working worlds. And what you might notice from that is there is nobody under the age of 40 or whatever William is, 41, 40, 41. There is nobody under the age of 41 who is a working royal. And um and most of them are in their 70s so or, or more one two three four five six of them of the 10 are in their 70s or 80s um now are you, are you all of you aware who richard duke of gloucester his royal highness of duke of gloucester or princess alexandra were because i have to admit i wasn't quite sure so I have looked them up so that if you want to know, I can fill you in and you can feel very clever um, or you may already know. But so um, the Duke of Gloucester, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Gloucester is uh, the son of uh, Henry Duke of Gloucester, who was the son of George V. So basically he's a, he's a grandchild of George V. Princess Alexandra is a granddaughter of, uh, of George V as well via... George, Duke of Kent. Uh, so that's that's so they're basically the Queen's cousins. So that's how um, how come they're uh, working royals. Um, but yes, it's interesting. It's, it's the older generation, and we're sort of missing. Um, we've got a bit of a gap now because people like Princess Beatrice, um, Eugenie, or Eugenie, I think it's the Queen. How the Queen used to uh, pronounce it. Uh, do earn their own livings outside of the royal family. They are not working royals. Of course, we don't have Harry and Meghan. They are no longer working royals either by choice. Um, and so the slimmed down uh, royal family, working royal family is is slim. And with two or three of them out at the moment, uh, Queen Camilla, um, I'm assuming, being with King Charles uh, full time, while he's getting his treatment, then the suddenly it suddenly looks very, very uh, thin on the ground for working royals. Mm. Yes, of course, Maria, no Prince Andrew either. Yes. Mm. So, um, and I don't think, and the Wessexes or now the Edinburgh's um, children weren't on the list of working royals either. Um, I think they're old enough to do that now trying to think how old they are they must be they're in their 20s now um so that's um obviously something that we will keep an eye on I don't normally do current royals because it's not history but I just thought I thought that probably it would be something that people are quite interested in 
and uh, looking for news on, seeing as it's it's so fresh, unfortunately, um, and it's only just been announced. Um, I was going to look at uh, looking at how long are the people's rent. I thought, no, that'll be that be that could send me down a, a wormhole. Um, so we're probably not going to be on long today, unless you want me to talk about anything particular. Um, anything else particular but I will let you know next week when I'm back we um, Maria says does cancer run in the royal family not that I'm aware of um well George the sixth had cancer had lung cancer but um he smoked a lot so I if you're talking about sort of generic uh, sorry genetic or hereditary uh sort of predisposition for cancer don't know don't know. Certainly the Queen, Prince Philip, and um and their I mean the the people I've just said there, um, the Duke of Gloucester and Princess Alexandra were still working in the 70s and 80s. Um the Queen Mother, 101, you know, there seems to be uh there's certainly some robustness in the royal family's health as well. And the king is 75 also. So he's he's perhaps um a bit older than than, than maybe you'd think on first glance. Um, uh, Pippa Middleton, someone suggested, no, she's um, she's not a, a royal. Um, and the, like I said, the royal family was very keen to make sure that they didn't look like they had an army of family out there on, on the public purse. They, they, it's very, it was a conscious decision for many of the royals to, um, well, to basically the Queen's grandchildren other than those in the direct line of succession, that they wouldn't be uh, what, what are termed working royals. Now, obviously, Harry was and decided not to be. So, and and obviously him and Meghan, so that took two potentials out of the equation as well. Um, I've mentioned uh, the book, so let me remind you if... Oh, no, I'm going to tell you about what I'm doing next week as well. So next, well, actually, because... Next Wednesday, um, oh, Diane says the Duke of Windsor died of cancer. I don't know. See, I mean, cancer is such a wide-ranging, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, so, so next Wednesday, I am interviewing Nicola Tallis about Young Elizabeth, about her new book that's out. So if you've got a question about Young Elizabeth and you want to submit it, please do that via my Patreon. Um, Amanda, why does everyone seem to hate Megan? Do they? Um, but she's certainly not a working role by choice. So that's that's the relevance to today. Um, Pippa is still the Princess of Wales' sister. She is, but she's not the royal family. So she can't be a working royal. And certainly that would look like an appendage. If the, if the current kings nieces and nephews are not going to be working royals then someone not of the blood royal also can't do that um so uh yeah um next week I'll, like I say I will well I'll be talking about I'll be doing my interview with Nicola Tallis and that will be out a couple of weeks after that um and uh, in between 
then and now, I am going to be going down to London. I'm interviewing Kate Clements, who's the curator at the Churchill War Rooms. So that will be another interview out soon. And I'm also going to go and look at this Holbein exhibition at Buckingham Palace. So next week, I'll be able to tell you all about that. And I'm also going to the Papyrus event, which Nicola Tallis, in fact, is uh, organising, has, has organised at the uh, at Southwark Cathedral, which is a night of historians talking, and it's to raise money for the Papyrus um, uh, charity, which is a, uh, a youth prevent, uh, youth, excuse me, youth suicide prevention charity. So, um, an amazing cause, and really looking forward to that. There are. I can't remember how many historians there are speaking. It's got to be at least 10. Looks like an amazing programme. So next week, I'll be able to tell you all about that. And if and I will also um, write more about that in my free Substack as well. So you can sign up to that at philippab.substack.com. Um, um, yeah, no, Anaga, it's nothing to do with uh, with that about Megan? No, it absolutely is not. Um, Maria, the tickets for the Papyrus event? Yes, I believe there are. I'm trying to think. If you go to Nicola Tallis's Instagram or Facebook, her uh, she is historian, Nicola historian or historian Nicola, and, uh, and she will have a link to the event. So um, that would be uh, it's it's just going to be amazing but like I say I will let you all know as well if you can't make that just how it went and I'm sure that all the speakers and people who are attending will be uh sharing things from it um um yeah <laughs> so anyway yes it's just a um it's just a matter of convention a sister to a queen is not the royal family I mean pretty close but it's not she's not blood royal okay Mm. Um. Right. No, but that's because that's what you've been told, Anaga. It's up to you whether you believe it or not. I'm telling you, it's not true. So. Um. Anyway, this is probably why I don't go into modern. I don't normally go into modern stuff because uh, this is getting a little bit political in the chat. So I'm going to leave it there. Um. And I will be back tonight for History After Dark. We are reviewing the last four candidates. We're doing History Heroes this year. And um, uh, we are discussing the first four. So who did we do? Anne of Cleves, or Anne of Cleves, Boudicca, Capability Brown, and Charles Darwin. So we'll be talking about that. We're reviewing them tonight and scoring them ready to go into the league table of history's heroes and if you can join us on history after dark we're on youtube um as i think it's underscore history underscore after underscore dark but if you look up history after dark you should be able to um, find us and audience participation is the name of the game tonight because we're going to be asking you to put in your score for a particular uh part of the scoring system which i will get my head round and explain later as well. Um, uh, okay, right. So before I go though, um, because scrolling along the bottom is the uh, is the address to get Stuart's tickets. So our spring online history festival is on the Stuart's. We did a Stuart's online history festival um, 
the first one I think we did was the Stuarts and it was so popular that we brought them back and um and uh we have some brilliant speakers I am actually going to do a talk on this one I'm going to speak about the gunpowder plot and the context of it the uh the oppression that happened the the reason for this this what was then uh badged as this treason this highway was high treason but why that happened and all the different factors that come into it. it's absolutely fascinating julian humphreys will be talking about charles ii's escape after the battle of worcester which um when, when you when you sort of hear the story it's like there was a battle of worcester uh the royals lost and charles skidaddled off to france his escape was by no means straightforward. It's absolutely incredible, the story. Julian Humphreys will be talking about that. Andrea Zukovic. I never say your name out loud, Andrea, and I really must do. Um, I will... Um, so, so she'll be talking about royal mistresses at the Stuart Court. Uh, Dr Alice Hunt is talking about Cromwell and the Republic. Fascinating. Remember, this is 11 years without a monarchy. What happened? Um, um, so who else we've got me, Julian, Andrea, Alice, uh, Katie Wignall, who, um, there's a book behind me. You can't see it. She wrote a book called Abandoned London. She's an incredible blue badge guide. Look her up at look up London on Instagram. She is doing a talk on the great fire of London. And then we have Gareth Russell, my favorite, uh, my, my, my colleague, my friend, the most brilliant historian. He is going to be talking about Anna of Denmark. So James the Sixth of Scotland's first of England's wife. Incredible character. So those are the talks for the Stuarts Online History Summit. Uh, excuse me, Online History Festival, um, which includes the, the talks, includes a live Q and A on the Sunday evening, um, and don't worry if you can't make the event live because there is a. Uh, three months I think it's to the end of May yes that you can um access those talks as part of your ticket and um uh not only that but you can add on a bundle if you want to of the previous history festival talks so if you missed the original Stuarts or you missed the Georgians or you missed the Tudors then you can add that onto your ticket and you have instant access to all of the talks and recordings of the live events as well from those history festivals. So, yes, it will be good. Silk, silk, women, cotton tails. Um, yeah, should, the, the the last. This is our fourth one. Um, and just as a heads up, the autumn one this year will be on the Victorians. So, uh, yeah, we've got a great great lineup. But the tickets are twenty one pounds fifty. If you are, I don't know what that will be in your. Um, that should automatically change to your uh, local currency so I don't know what that would be where you are if you're a patron though remember you get if you follow the link from the post in my patreon then you get tickets for 18 pounds so another benefit of being a patron remember that's patreon.com forward slash british history thank you ever so much for watching everyone thank you if you're watching on the catch-up and if you're listening on the podcast too very much appreciate your support so next week we'll be back with history uh i will be avoiding current affairs uh, from this point on as my as is my usual so thank you all so much uh hopefully i'll see you tonight for history after dark otherwise i will see you next week all right everyone bye bye <laughs>